thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are up for a chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Meara. And welcome to today's podcast. Just as we promised you guys last week, this week is a continuation of the where to's, what to's, how to's, why to's on the brain and how we can enhance our functioning through the foods that we eat and the foods that we don't eat. And this is going to be a gloves off podcast as usual. But I think this one's going to be... When is it on? I know, I know. But I think this one's actually going to be a little bit more fun. So... Based, I mean, really, Cindy, this one's really going to be um, driven largely by you because I think that um, you're the expert, basically. Well, well, last week we talked about the whole brain, mm. you know, and, and how the brain is connected to the body and how important food is for the brain. Yes, the mind comes from the brain, but the brain is a physical yeah. part of the body. Yeah. And so we've got to make sure that our brain is functioning well. And and we let, just to revise what we talked about, we talked about the many books that we've all been reading on the brain and how Kim's given up sugar and how her brain is working better. And when I gave up grain and, and sugar, basically, I, you know, my brains just started to work really well. And so this is really a continuation on it. And... I, as well as continuing on about the brain, um, we need to talk about what's happening in current events around the world as far as diet goes because we have a paradigm shift happening. I didn't think it was going to happen in my lifetime. I actually thought that everything that I have thought about and, and done um, would never be changed in my lifetime. But I actually see a huge paradigm shift happening now with regards to fats. So what we talked about last week was that um, the things that are causing problems as far as our, um, our brain goes is that gluten is a, is a real issue um, and causes inflammation. Sugar, like your blood sugar not being even, is also an issue. And your, your digestive system not working well and not having the bacteria in all, that you need. There were some other things that we needed to discuss, and, and one of them is fats. And... Fats are really, really important as far as the brain goes. Now, we've, we looked back at our podcast and we've actually done two podcasts on fats. And we did one on cholesterol and one on the good and the bad of fats. Was it, Kimmy? Yeah, yeah the, it was the skinny, on, the skinny fat. on fat or something like that. So we've already done it. But there's so much more information now and we're now getting more updates as, as to what's happening. And this paradigm shift is happening regarding fats. People are no longer scared of fats. They're realizing that fats are important. And my boyfriend, as he still is, um, David oh, Pilmutter. <laughs> he's, he's hanging in there for another week. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my he gosh. He must be a bit of a writer. He is. He is. I like his brain. I like the way he writes. I like the way he talks. <laughs> I like everything about this man. But he actually... Have you met him? No, never. Actually, let, no, me, it's, let it's, me just check him out. Oh, oh I haven't even looked at him. Oh. Show me the photo. Really? Are you serious? Oh, you know, he's cute. He's cute in an odd, odd, odd different way. Yeah. <laughs> it's and nice, David, and David, if you ever listen to this, they mean that in the nicest possible way. <laughs> Seriously, honestly. He's, he's got a scientist. Very, That's what he looks like. No, he's a neurologist. He's, a, he's got a very friendly neurologist face. <laughs> With a science twist. He's just lovely. Yeah. <laughs> You've rendered it speechless now. <laughs> No, 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 no. Anyway, so he talks about the importance of fats. And, like, he might as well just say this whole cholesterol, saturated fat thing with heart disease is just BS. That's basically what he says. And wow. he actually goes through the whole science behind it and talks about, and, and he, he does, like, I've been saying this for years about the whole good, bad cholesterol thing. I just think it's absolute BS as well. Because how can anything that the body produces for a reason be bad? And we talked about the HDL and the LDL. So just to remind everyone, HDL is what they call the good, and LDL is what they call the bad, and they're homeostatic. One takes, the HDL takes it from the tissues to the liver for storage, the other one takes it from the liver to um, the tissues to be used to make the brain. Oh my gosh. 
How amazing is that? That it actually makes the brain. It must take cholesterol to the brain. But what's really interesting is that if your sugar levels aren't right and it's trying to take it, take this cholesterol to the brain in order because the brain's 70% fat. So it's trying to take this cholesterol to the brain and if the sugar's there, it won't be mm-hmm. able to use it. So the whole thing is that, um, the whole cholesterol reading thing is that LDLs must be low. He's saying no, LDLs must be high. He says people with low LDLs, dementia and Alzheimer's is, is a given. Those with high LDLs, which is, goes in the face of the Heart Foundation and what their recommendations are, because the Heart Foundation and you know the drug companies are saying, we've got to get your LDLs down, get your HDLs up and your total cholesterol down. But he's basically saying the higher cholesterol is, the, the longer you'll live and the more cognition you'll have in your brain. The lower it is, the lower cognition you get, the more dementia you'll get and the more Alzheimer's you'll get. So interesting. It's fascinating. It's just so fascinating. What's the Heart Foundation going to have to say about this? Well... You know, um, in the last couple of weeks, or quite a few weeks ago, uh, at Catalyst, um, for those who are listening overseas, we have a, um, a public television station called the ABC. Uh, the ABC is government funded, so there's no advertising, there's no marketing, so they virtually can say what they like and they're not dictated by marketing and advertising of margarine companies or drug companies. So the ABC have this science program called Catalyst. Now, I'm not always happy with Catalyst, especially their whole thing on chiropractic was done miserably, mm-hmm. absolutely miserably. But the same medical doctor or re- and journalist um, actually did this one on cholesterol, saturated fats and statin drugs. So it went over a two-week period. It's available on YouTube. I've actually, I think I put it on my Facebook page on YouTube and I will make sure it goes out in one of my newsletters. Maybe we can put it on the That's a better idea. Let's yeah. link it on. I always forget we've got links here. So let's put it on a link with Up for a Chat so that you, for those people who haven't seen the Catalyst show, they, I believe you should watch it because she basically um, goes through the whole thing with cholesterol and saturated fats. And that, Both sides? Well, we already know the other side. Mm. We've already been told the other side. She actually goes, where did we go through this and this was Ansel Keys you know it all started with Ansel Keys and the Framingham study but the Framingham study and if anybody doesn't know what the Framingham study is Framingham is a town in Massachusetts and since gosh I think it's like 30-40 years ago they've started they start to they're researching the people in Framingham and in the beginning, it looked like a low-fat diet meant there was less heart disease. But as the study continues, they're realising the low-fat diet leads to cognitive disrepair or, well, dysfunction, mm. as well as dementia and Alzheimer's. So it's been going longer now. So um, basically what the Catalyst program did was it talked about uh, the the link between saturated fat and cholesterol and heart disease. And there is, they basically said in the last 30 years, there's been no one that has come up with this information that absolutely confirms that saturated fat and cholesterol are a problem with, with heart disease. And that the reading in the blood has nothing to do with the cholesterol that you're consuming. So... This is, this wow. is, you know, this is what, and she went through all this research. And if you, you read um, a lot of people that are now talking about the brain, they're saying how important fat is for the brain. And a lot of them are saying to take fat out of a children's diet and to give them the low-fat milk and the low-fat things that you think that are okay for you is wrong. And sorry to say this, Karen, but there is even quite a few of the people saying that just because you're vegan or vegetarian, do not put that on your children. Make oh, sure. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think it has to be each individual's choice. Yes, it is. And it I don't is. think kids can choose. They're not. They're too young. And they say in the beginning, allow them to eat these foods, mm. um, because especially Natasha um, Campbell McBride, who wrote the book, the Gaps book, she very vehemently she says, please do not put your children on a vegan or vegetarian diet. Mm. They need that in the beginning, and they need the um, the access to the fat, the saturated fat, in order to to heal the gut. Mm. You know, saturated mm. fat heals the gut. So while we look down the barrel of a microscope and we declare that cholesterol and saturated fat is not good for the heart, this was what the declaration was many, many decades ago. What has it done for the rest of the body? What has it done for the brain? And the brain is where we're looking at the moment. We're looking at how we are connected with the brain and the food that we consume has everything to do with how the brain functions. And then, of course, your mind is a manifestation of that, of the brain and, and it allows that. So what the Catalyst program went through... and 
went through nutritionists and medical doctors and cardiologists in um, the US that are now saying we need these fats and it's really important these that we have saturated fat and um, and cholesterol in our diet. So there's this paradigm shift happening. And then I think it was the British Medical Journal, another cardiologist went through and said this. This all happened in a couple of weeks. That happened. Um, and there was just this one thing after the other. And, um, and the Heart Foundation is, in at the moment in Australia, is in damage control. Oh. Everybody is on the Heart Foundation Facebook page basically giving them hell because of their recommendations and that it's time for them to change their recommendations. Um, there's also a beautiful girl um, by the name of Jessie who has started a petition against the Heart Foundation in Australia to stop their tick of approval on margarine because basically what um, David Perlmutter is saying, as well as Natasha Campbell-McBride, as well as Datnus um, Karatsius or whatever his name is, I can never remember. They call him Dr. K for short. It's far easier. We'll go with that. Well, let's yeah, go with Dr. Go K. With is that they're all basically saying um, that... The, the the importance of these fats um, and that the, the Heart Foundation need to start making the changes. And the inflammatory processes that carbohydrates give to not only the blood vessels in the body but the blood vessels in the brain, which then causes stroke or, as they're saying, mini strokes that then in turn causes um, cognitive decline. So when they say carbohydrates, what do they mean? Grains. So grains. Yeah, your grains, your sugars, um, too much fruit. Like fruit, they say, is fine, but um, too much fruit mm. um, creates a problem. Because you can overdo everything, isn't it? Yeah, but I think that the issue that we're talking about, because we talked about sugar last week, mm. the mm. issue we're talking about is the importance of fat. So what sort of fats are you talking about? So what what's a good and what's a not so good? All right, so they go through um, natural fats. Natural fats. And natural fats. So let's look at the Heart Foundation. The Heart Foundation gives its tick of approval to polyunsaturated fats, whereas these guys are saying we need to eat monounsaturated fats, saturated fats, and cholesterol should be a part of our, our diet, although it's not a big part, but the, this allows it, and then decrease the amount of carbohydrates. So all of the people we've been talking about, all these specialists that I've been reading um, their work and listening to them, they're saying that we should be consuming the fats from nature. Mm-hmm. So you're not... Fats, which are a lot of them are monounsaturated, with a bit of poly. Um, your lards, your tallows, your butters, your geese, um, coconut oil. These are all good quality fats. Oh, look, this is—I don't know if we talked about this before, and whether I've—I've I've talked about this before in any of our our podcasts. But what what we're finding is that both saturated fat, monounsaturated fat, and polyunsaturated fats have always been in our diet, and they've always been a seasonal thing. So let's have a look in the summer. In the summer, um, we would have herds of animals going through the plains. We would get grasses and the seeds in the grasses, which is like the wheat grass um, or a grain grass, and they would eat more and more of this, and it would fatten them up. It would put more saturated fat into their meat. And we, as humans, would eat the saturated fat and the, uh, the fat on top of the muscle in the summer. But let's go to the winter now where these animals didn't have the grasses. They just had maybe um, some slim pickings and there wasn't that um, high carbohydrate in their grass. They would lean down and we'd have lean meats. So there's a reason for high fat meats and there's a reason for lean meats. Then let's go back to the summer. There were no nuts available in the summer. Nuts are a winter food. And so what would happen is in the winter we would have lean meats with mono and polyunsaturated oils that are in our nuts and our seeds. Mm. So for me, all of them are important. But we're so confused because one community is saying we should be eating saturated fat and another community is saying we should be eating polyunsaturated fat. Who do we believe? I think they're all important. I think we should be eating all of them in some sort of of way. And, and, you know, for for you, Karen, being a a vegan, coconut oil Mm. is the saturated fat. Yet the other community is saying, no, you shouldn't eat coconut oil. It's really challenging, isn't it? I mean, unless you go and do the research for yourself, it's very, very challenging. And it's a lot of work. Look, it mm. is a lot of work, but let's mm. look at it this way. Let, let's make it really, really basic and really easy. Let's call anything that is made by man or manipulated by man 
whether it's genetically modified, hybridised, as far as fats go, hydrogenated, intersterified, fractionated, or had some flavour or colouring, or when you read the ingredients, it looks like a chemical laboratory ingredient read. Let's just say they're the fats you need to stay away from. Mm. The fats that are good for you are those from nature, nuts and seeds. Even our cold-pressed oils, there's nothing wrong with them. So one of the cold-pressed oils that um, I believe is is absolutely wonderful because it has a nice array of omega-3 and omega-6. So here I have, I brought up another term. So all of the specialists are saying that we need omega-3, which is in our fish oils. Um, And they're also in our um, seed oils. So they're very high, omega-3 are very high, basically in uh, flaxseed oil and inky inchi. They're your two biggest. They're around the 50% mark. Um, So those types of um, oils are really good and they're important. But what happens is that when we look at the, the, um, the ones that are made by man, where, where the issues are. And th- this is where um, I believe what happened when they did the Catalyst program is that they, they tried to say these fats at the Heart Foundation are telling us are good for us, which is your polyunsaturated fats, which is margarine, which has been chemically changed. It's a vegetable oil that's been chemically changed. And that chemical changing creates new fats, such mm. as trans fats. And I was actually just reading um, an article today in the latest health news, and it, it's basically saying that we need to get rid of all trans fats in Australia. There's a whole thing on getting rid of trans fats in Australia. Well, aren't trans fats natural as well? Though? Yes, but that's a natural trans fat. That's right. not a trans fat that's produced by um, a hydrogenation right. process or partial hydrogenation of a vegetable oil, which makes the vegetable oil that is liquid at room temperature solid at room temperature, and that's margarine. But then the Heart Foundation will say, but none of our margarines have trans fats in it because they're using another formula, another chemical way. They're doing an intersterification. Now, an intersterification means it produces IFs, which are intersterified fats. They're not even in nature. So the Heart Foundation has given their tick of approval to trans fats right up until five years ago. Five years ago. And now they're going, all trans fats should be gone. And I'm like going, you know, you're not that smart really. Because you've been saying that margarine is good for us and and that was because it had been produced as a result of partial hydrogenation and now you're saying they're no good for us and then you said eggs were good for us and now you're saying they're not good for us. Why don't you admit that saturated fat and cholesterol are not the issue and it's the sugar that's in their tick of approval foods that is the issue and that will also cause inflammation in the brain which will cause low cognition. You know, like it's... It's so frustrating, um, but I think there's a paradigm shift happening. Well, I think there is, because that show Catalyst said there was a big thing in there on the statin drugs. What exactly do statin drugs do? Um, uh, You've got me there, but they they lower your cholesterol. That's the whole idea, but they... They stop an enzyme. So if I if I have a tree, let's just say I have a tree with a heap of branches on it, and we're going up the tree, and um, they stop the enzyme at the at the trunk of the tree. So every branch is affected. So yes, it stops your cholesterol, but what about all these other things? And one of the things it does stop is the production of coenzyme Q, right. 10, right. which is really important. And then it stops another production, another production. So instead of them stopping the enzyme just to the LDL, they're actually stopping a whole bunch of other things happening. Brain cognition, vitamin D production, um, hormone production, all of these other things just by lowering this cholesterol. But I can't remember the name of the enzyme it stops. Sorry, I, I just can't remember. So a statin drug is to lower your cholesterol and to especially lower your LDLs. Now, remembering that your LDLs, when they're high, you have a, a greater chance of, of cognition, less chances of dementia and less chances of Alzheimer's. So this whole statin drug industry is worth how much? Billions. Oh, wow. 80, is it 80 billion? <clears throat> Worldwide. Worldwide. I think it's 40 million people in the US alone are on statin drugs. So it's a million, big, is that right? It's a money-making venture. So for this to come out, for this to all be exploding, I can almost feel like there'll be a whole lot of scientists in their laboratory trying to come up with an alternative because what else are they... People aren't going to go and buy a whole lot of green veggies 
to make money for the pharmaceutical company. That's not going to make the pharmaceutical mm-hmm. company's money. So what's your advice to people that are on statin drugs, that are told that the LDL is too high, that they're told that they've got to look at what they're doing? What's your advice? Because if people turn around and just stop, do they stop just cold turkey taking these drugs or do they find a doctor that's going to help them wean off it? Or how? I mean, I'm sitting here listening to this going... I hear us. I totally listen and, and I couldn't... You are my God when it comes to understanding food because I know how much effort and time you put into it. But where I get confused or where I feel like I'd need to prove to my people that knock you constantly because of what you're doing, not, not that you should feel you have to do that, but you want to you want to back it up with something mm. that feels right. And you've got to do that for yourself too. Mm. So you've got to know mm. for yourself that I, you do. You know, number one, I think people need to look at... at two sides of the story just don't um believe what you are reading in the media go and go and do the research like there's books out there there is reputable books out there like wheat belly grain brain or why is not my brain working by dr k there's so many books out there maybe do a little bit of reading that would be good you know listen and to- if you're not a reader the podcasts the are podcasts. amazing yes i swear to you underground wellness and the wellness guys are two of my favorites mm. as far as who they interview and what they get on there and you can take us walking yeah. you know like mm. you can like and this is what i do i do so much driving that I, I don't listen to radio i don't listen to those things i want to listen to these guys that are educating me and then they take me to the next step of my education and the next and i don't think it's ever going to stop and mm. education isn't what I'm seeing is education isn't absorbing something. Education's opening up the possibility for more, isn't it? It's mm. like you constantly you learn one thing, all of a sudden you're onto another trip. Well, what happened was after um, the whole saturated fat and cholesterol thing blew out of the water from not only Catalyst but the British Medical Journal and there was quite a few things happening. After that happened, in Australia there was a bit of an outcry by a couple of doctors in, in, you know, basically saying to Catalyst, please do not show your next show, which was going to be on statin drugs. And because they believed millions of people, or thousands of people would die Mm. if they went off their statin drugs. And I I loved um, one doctor in Australia saying, I've never seen anybody die of a statin deficiency. It was beautifully said. Um, He wrote the book, If I Eat Another Carrot, I'll Scream, something like that. He's a a great medical doctor. I can't remember his name. He's in the media quite a bit. But two um, outspoken doctors that did not want it um, talked about uh, the statin drugs was Dr. Norman Swan. They didn't want it talked about to get rid of or they didn't want it to... They wanted Catalyst not to air about statin drugs right. and the and the problems with statin drugs because they were scared yeah, they people would listen them. to Catalyst. Mm-hmm. They didn't support them at all. They supported statin drugs. As well. They yeah, support yeah. statin drugs. And I was reading Dr. Norman Swan's stuff. Now, by the way, we're number three on health podcasts. The Wellness Guys are number two and Norman Swan is number one. Oh, wow. So this is the difference between Norman Swan and the Wellness Guys and us. So, um, so Dr. Norman Swan has um, the health, some health show, I think, on the ABC, and it's, it's podcasted. And he basically said um, that the Aboriginals, if they go off their statin drugs, there'll be many deaths. And I went, what, you think a little white pill's going to save an Australian Aboriginal? Wow. Are you serious? You think that that is the magic bullet that is saving the Aboriginals from heart disease? You know, that, that is a huge issue, what's happening. They have a gene that's called the thrifty gene. And a thrifty gene is a survival gene. So when foods are plenty, and especially your berries, it adds sugar to the body. The body goes, I've got more food, let's pack away fat. And so what happens is that, the you know, the Australian Aboriginals have only been westernised probably for less than 100 years. And they, they, they can't cope. They needed that thrifty gene. So when they eat Western foods, then, of course, they're going to have the chances of diabetes increases enormously, their chances of heart disease. They, their chances when they eat a Western diet are far greater than our chances um, being not having that thrifty gene. So Norman Swan believes that, you know, it's going to be a white pill that's going to save these guys. So they were imploring people not to do it. But Dr. Karen Phelps, who is a very outspoken medical doctor, who was head of the Australian Medical Association, said this. If you are a woman, if you have no other indicators for heart disease, um, if you've never had a heart attack before 
and you're prepared to change your lifestyle, I think they were the four points she said, then go to your doctor, ask him to get off your statin drugs. You don't need them. She said this, you know, in the face of all these other people saying it. So we're not telling people to go off them, but we're asking them to become informed about what statin drugs are doing to their body. So the statins are to reduce the cholesterol, but we know as a result of um, Pearl Mutter, my, my new boyfriend, um, <laughs> that Pearl Mutter, Pearl Mutter, um, we know because of him and many other people that are saying it, that we actually need our cholesterol. We, we need, we don't, not need it anymore. And it, ha- it hasn't got anything to do with heart disease and yeah. Isn't it amazing? So that was, you know, that was the first thing. And then I loved this nutritionist. Um, I, I have to tell you about this nutritionist. He's called the nutrition skeptic or the nu- skeptic nutritionist. So he comes on and he basically um, says this is all crap. We should be having margarine and um, there's nothing wrong with our carbs and what the Heart Foundation is saying is right. So I went and looked at wow. who he worked for. Who? He, oh, stop You're it. not going to believe it. Kellogg's. Mm. He works for, I think, Meadow Lee. I can't remember the exact people he worked for. And I went, are you serious? You're going mad about people um, having ulterior motives to why they're saying it. And look at who you work for. He's worked for Unilever. He's worked for all the big big food companies out there that push um, seed oils and carbohydrates. <laughs> Do me a favour. This is the thing. I have, And I'm just going to be really blunt. I get really, uh, it, it pisses me off no end that our media is so, um, it's so one bloody eyed because there's, there's, it, there's profit involved mm. yet mm. And, and, and everything that we do is media driven. Everything is media driven. Even our elections are media driven for goodness sake. But there's always a profit behind it. Somebody always stands to make money at the cost of, at the cost of humans' health. Yeah. For goodness sake, how, what the hell makes man so freaking arrogant mm. that he thinks that that is an acceptable way of operating when the price is, is, is humanity, but it's also our kids, our innocence? Mm. Mm. Shocking, isn't it? Oh, I, I just had a very passionate moment there. Yeah, no, I, I even it. swore, so do apologise for that. But I agree with you, though, Kat. Do apologise for that. We're behind you with a triple P. We are. Triple P we and triple definitely S. are. And I, yeah. I actually think that disgusting. people have to stop watching the media. I like, agree. I just got an email, actually, from um, one of the beautiful girls that were with us um, in Fiji. And, and uh, Kayleen. Remember Kayleen? Oh, yeah. Oh, who was on our um, podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She sent me an retreats. email that she got from the Heart Foundation. Oh, sorry, Kayleen, if I've um, dogged you in. But anyway, um, <laughs> sent from the Heart Foundation that basically said for, her, for the everyone to watch Media Watch on the ABC because they were going to um, destroy Catalyst Program. Now, I haven't seen it yet. So oh, I'm, wow. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Let's just see if the Heart Foundation thinks that that another you know, media watch would do if that. If I was the head of the Heart Foundation, I would so be employing people like you guys. Do you think they can turn this around or do you think it's going to die? Like it's, I look at it this way. Oh, no. They can either be go down in history as the organisation that created more ill health and more sickness and more heart disease on the Australian population or they can become the hero. Because a lot of people who trust them, a lot of people who a lot of people buy their tick of someone, approval. You know, there's a lot of people out there that don't want to do the research or have mm. the time mm. nor inclination to do what we three often find ourselves doing because it's our passion. But they want to still live a life like we do or a life like others that are healthy. But you're looking for mentors. You're looking for people that inspire you to be the greater version of yourself and someone to trust. So if they've been looking to that, which is how they pitched themselves from the very beginning was the Heart Foundation, and I fell into the trap 15 years ago. I believe that, um, was it, uh, I don't know, Olivia Spread or one of those oh, spreads yeah, when it first came out, or, and it was really harping on about the olive oil and the, and, the, and the type of fat it was and everything, and I truly believed them and followed it. And you're right. I actually, if, if the Heart Foundation could do the same thing as I did, which is eat humble pie and actually go, you know what, I made a mistake. Yeah, but they won't. But what, could they? Yeah, but, but you think about it, it's like our media actually standing up and saying, yeah, we've been manipulating you <laughs> since we were, you know, since we were created. And it's like our pharmaceutical company saying, yeah, sorry, you've actually been our guinea pigs. You've been our lab rats. Um, and we've been doing it since, you know, forever. And 
We have made a fortune out of you. <laughs> you know, while that's the truth and that's the reality, they're never going to do it because what they stand to lose is not only their credibility and reputation, which then wipes them off the face of the earth. There's a lot of stakeholders. There's a lot of people who've got a lot of money at stake in our pharmaceuticals and our heart foundations and all and our media. There's a lot of people with a lot at stake. And, I mean, I'm just going to put it out there. I'm going to say it. Can I say it? Go, Go for it. As soon as you get to that kind of level, or as soon as you get to that kind of control over society and humanity, the, the level of corruption is, raw, is rife. Mm-hmm. And... There is an incredible amount of corruption that drives society globally. Look at our economic, um, the global meltdown. Mm. It's all driven through corruption. So not because the economy was suffering, because there was somebody corrupting the whole economy. It came back down to 10 people who corrupted the entire economy. So there's always, there's always, um, there's always something else at play and that's why I think like what we do and people doing their own research we're taking our own power back Mm. and doing our own investigation it would be awesome it would be awesome if they could say yeah we manipulated you and made a stack of money out of you. Do you remember the um, the movie we were talking all... about, Thrive? Mm. Oh, it yeah. It talks about Big Pharma, Big Bank. Yeah, just that's a great Agra, movie. Big, was four big, uh, uh, Bank, Agra, Hitchcock? Food, Food. Oh, food. Yeah, it was Agra, um, Food and Agra maybe were together and maybe Petra. I can't remember. They talked about... Um, all of those. Mm. Look, and somebody sent me that the new CEO of the Heart Foundation, um, I'm just going to open it up, um, she sent it to me yesterday. She said the new appointment, so the National, the Heart Foundation CEO is leaving, um, which, and if, she, you know, I've always said that if she needs some help with her... Um, Escorting off. No, 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 no. <laughs> but she's not a healthy specimen, I'm sorry. Oh, she's not? No, she's I haven't not. seen her. And she's probably got some, I would say... Um, some parameters for heart disease. I'm not sure. But anyway, she's not the healthiest person. So she's leaving at the end of the year. Um, And the new CEO appointment of the National Heart Foundation is Mary Barry from V-I-C-S-E-S. I'm not sure what VIC-S-E-S is. Would that be Victorian Electricity? (laughs) Or State Emergency Services? State Emergency Services? I don't know. So I don't know, um, but she said this. I first met Mary and worked for her when she started at SES eight years ago. This could get interesting. <laughs> oh. I have no idea who she is, what she is. Um. Well, if it's state emergency services, it's quite possible they're in for a rescue. And it's quite possible that it's the right person to come in, really. We are in a state of emergency and health risks and yeah. things like that. Okay, so I want to change tack okay, with you change guys. Okay, change tack. I want to... We've talked about this. We know it's out there. But how do we bring this back into the home? So how, you know, if, if our listeners are sitting there, they're going, oh, my gosh, I do do some of those things or I've been trying to change yeah, or okay. my children are up against me or my husband doesn't agree with me or my wife will never do that. Tell, talk us through some things that you guys do in your home. Like I know over the last year, Kaz, the mm. changes with Matt have been phenomenal, really. Oh, uh, through and, and more so now. Yeah, and, and mm. his awareness. And, mm. you know, it's, I'm not saying this is an overnight thing that we can change everybody in our mm. own home, but, I mean, I've got some parameters that I've been working with, particularly being on this, that I thought would be quite interesting to share. But I just what do you think have been some of the most important things for you in order to help Matt to understand? Because if you think about it, as far as people like Matt are concerned, they've been brainwashed for 30 years. Oh, look, you know, we all have over this time, and it's very hard to change a way of thinking that you think is real or normal. Look, and it's really true, actually. Mine's a classic example of that relationship where I wanted to make the change based on the relationship that I had with you girls. I wanted to make some changes and become more conscious of my eating, and Matt was very... You know, uninterested, very negative. He was almost defensive at the beginning. Oh, wasn't he? look, and very, and very, and there are still lots of people um, in our family and you know, in in life that still feel the same way. I mean, there's lots of people out there who you know are very um, resistant. Yeah, yeah. The word. And, yeah. They, and they are, and they think you're a quack. And I, you know, I, I actually now think that it's really hilarious because I think how can you possibly tell me that something laden with cheese and wheat 
and you know all Attitudes that sort of stuff. And, sugar. And, and and how can and, and and how can you possibly fight with me <laughs> when yeah. you know you don't even know? And I'm not fighting, no. by the way. I'm just not eating what's there. But how can you fight with me and tell me that I'm wrong when you just don't know? So. There was that initial pushback, I think, in the beginning for me. I just thought to myself, you know, I'm going to do this and, you know, bugger you if you don't come on the ride with me. You can just get fat and do whatever it is that you're going to do. And to be honest, initially I felt a lot of resistance towards him and I felt a lot of negativity around him and I felt that that negativity was going to be the undoing of our relationship at some point because I thought, well, you know, it's not just about the food. The fact that you're so resistant to something that I want to do and the that's a relationship about. issue. Yeah. Yeah. So when, it's a values based thing, isn't it? Well, yeah, it certainly. Well, that the, that was definitely the way that I saw it for mm. sure, because I thought it's not just about the food; it's actually about the relationship, and that um, that realization kind of made it a lot more serious than just I'm having salad tonight, you know. So um, for me, the simply the path that I took was I decided not to make Matt wrong for what he was eating. Because a person makes the best decision that they know how to make at the time that they make it. And if they knew how to do it better, they would. So when I really got that, I decided to give up being right. And what I've realised is that there's never a point in life where being right serves us, ever. It always comes at a cost. So I decided to give up being right that Matt was wrong and just allowed him to be right for himself. Mm. It's not right for me. It's not right for us. It's not right for a lot of our listeners, but it was right for Matt. And if anything was going to change, I couldn't tell him to change or force him to change or leave him because I didn't want to leave him. But the best thing that I could do would be to be an example that he may want to follow if he decides he wants to follow it. So every night I just would get excited about my food. I wouldn't put his food down and still to this day, you know, he'll go and cook a whole bunch of ribs on the barbecue and I'm dry reaching in the kitchen. (laughs) I know your pain. <laughs> we or, see it on Facebook. <laughs> uh, well, even last night he made a salad and it was a beautiful salad because, you know, um, we eat at different times and stuff. And so he made himself a beautiful salad and then he covered it in egg. Blech. So, I mean, you guys would think that's fabulous. Yeah, I know. Look at that. Yeah, boiled, two boiled eggs. Oh, that one's all right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's see, all right. That's all right. That's right. But see, isn't that isn't that the truth though? Like, isn't that classic example? Because to me, that's just the grossest thing yeah. in the world. Yeah. Because the whole kitchen then smells like egg, egg. <laughs> um, or ribs. But 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 it, it, but that's the real reality. In that, what's right for somebody and what they believe to be right and what they feel is right for them is right for them. Mm. And even if you know that it's, you know, cordial and, you know, all that sort of stuff, even if you know that it's not, you can't tell a person no. Mm. They have to learn They have to learn change. They have to learn alternatives. So much so now it's been, gosh, it's been well over a year since Matt's put cordial to his mouth, whereas he would drink four litres of cordial <gasps> a week. Oh, wow. Matt's down to um, two litres of really beautiful, natural, 100% wholesome gelato. Um, each week, whereas it was four litres of ice cream, yeah. um, Blue Ribbon or Sara Lee. And he, um, his meals now is all salads. Everything we have, he has it with salad. So it's a complete it's a complete shift. Did you do your garden? Remember totally you were um, well. When I came back from the yeah. UK, I was going to do my whole garden. But since I've been back from the UK, I've had this coughing bug. Oh. And yesterday and today has been the first day that I actually haven't been coughing. Because so. I, I find even having a garden, yeah, um, and especially if the guys and the kids can become involved in it. Mm. Like I watch my kids every day go out and pick it from the garden. They're, like my tomatoes are all. Coming coming in at the moment. Oh, beautiful. And and I think it's it's one way of getting, as mm. Kim was asking, one way of getting a family involved in starting to eat these types of foods is that they see it growing, they can go out and pick it. In the beginning they weren't picking it. I would have to go out and pick it, pick all the grumps off it. Mm. You know, but now they have figured out how to do it. And even I was watching my son the other day. You know, he mm. went out and and um, got the lettuce and the tomato, and I've got a cucumber. I've got a cucumber. Oh, yeah. oh, I've got capsicum. Yeah, capsicum. Mm. You've got capsicum. I know. I've only I've got my chilies. I don't think I put capsicum in, but I'm I'm watching this happen. Mm. And I, 
like I said, there's a paradigm shift, there's a revolution. And look at Matt, it's a, it's a paradigm shift happening with them and a revolution with him. And I've been wanting to do the gardening, like the, the edible garden, for months and months and months and months and months, and he has been so resistant today. And it sounded like my husband. Yeah, there was just no way I was getting it. But I think the thing is, too, sometimes... Sometimes we tend to, or I tend to go through phases as well. Mm-hmm. And so Matt thought it was a phase. Uh, so Matt thought, oh, it's just a phase. She'll get over it. She's, you know, because <laughs> I, I do jump from one thing to another. If I res- resist for long enough, she'll get, she'll get, get over, over it. it. <laughs> and I didn't. And I didn't. So I think that's also the key is being rock solid with your belief and being mm-hmm. consistent, mm-hmm. but not because you want to change them. Just be consistent because that's what's right for you mm-hmm. and give up making anybody else wrong. Because when you do that, what you know? As soon as you make somebody else wrong, if they're going to try and defend their way, as soon as you say to somebody what you're doing is the wrong thing, they have to defend themselves because we have to be right. Mm. Just like I have to be right that my way of being is right, and I'll defend myself. So somebody else is going to do the same thing. So instead of getting into that exchange, don't make them wrong in the first place. Therefore, they don't have to defend themselves, and they are there. They are then open to alternative options given time and consistency and that's about thinking all the time you know mm-hmm. like you know because sometimes you just want to say no it's this way <laughs> oh, absolutely <laughs> it's this way we, it, this is the way we do it that's when you bring your thumb and your middle fingers together and you zen the hell out of the moment <laughs> and put your tongue between oh, your teeth and correct. bite it breathe in hard and zen the hell out of the moment <laughs> so funny we had and I was sitting down the other day and he said something like it was a figure a number and I go no it's 26 or something like that he goes no it's tw- no no it's the 26 <laughs> I, I just had to keep going because yeah. I knew it was the 26 I'm really good with numbers <laughs> but what difference does it make see I don't remember it now so what difference did it make whether it was that number or another number? You know, it's, you're so right. Can well, our favourite line in our household is... is <laughs> yeah, tell me, you always have a good one. Our favourite line is whenever... And I've been trying to do this with the kids when they're both bantering away about something or we're not agreeing with something. Our line now is, oh, that's interesting. That's all you've got to say. Yeah. That's interesting. It's freaking wrong, but that's interesting. <laughs> No, I'm not going to. You don't That's interesting. Wrong, but... Let me share my perspective. <laughs> if we say it politely. And but you know, it's true. It's it so true. Of it. it does. But the thing, the thing that, that happens is that, like, I look at my aunt, who's very much against my uncle taking a medication, but that's what he wants to do, and he thinks that that's right. You can't make them wrong, otherwise then they have to defend it, which yeah. then escalates their need to and hold on to it even yeah. more. And makes it longer. Correct. Yeah. Perhaps the turnaround. Totally. There's mm. no mistake about it. You just have to leave it. You do. Mm. Well, you have, well, you have to not make them wrong. You just make yourself right. Mm. And then what I mean by that is just be consistent with yourself. Do what you're doing and enjoy what you're doing and not making them wrong. Mm. Except that where they are is where they are. It's so true. And as a parent, so for those of you that are parents out there with kids, we still have a bit of control. You're lucky. Yeah. So um, unless your partner wasn't on board with you, but still as the mother of the house for me particularly, particularly if you're the food preparer, you have a lot of say in what goes on really in the house. What I'm finding with two teenagers is the less I say, the better. Mm. Because they both go and... I, I, I caught them the other day. They rolled their eyes and went, here comes another lecture. Um, and I went, oh, oh, you think this is lecturing? Oh, you haven't seen me start yet. No. <laughs> but, um, you know, since doing the sugar-free, grain-free, gluten-free, dairy-free, wheat-free thing... Um, Got she eating anything? No, I'm breath, breath-itarian. <laughs> The breathitarian that she is. <laughs> but as we were talking, I just kind of made a list, and I, I don't know if this will help, but I just thought um, these are some of the things that have made a real impact for us over the last four weeks. Um, cut down on sugary foods. So I made, I decided, I said to my kids, here's the new game. Mummy's about to do this protocol. And they're like, oh, oh no. <laughs> I said, Mummy's about to do this protocol. You can join me, and we can all do it together. Or there's going to be some changes. In other words, um, it, or, you, or you, can, do it, you will be doing it just... No, no, or you can do it slowly. And they've looked at me and I went, because while you're living under my house and I'm buying the food, I want the best nutrition possible. So it's not about depriving you. It's about improving us as a family. 
and they of course didn't choose the cold turkey. Don't take the don't take the bickies away, Mum. Don't take no look. We, we don't want to do the no sugar thing, and we'd still love our fruit. So good, I've given them some choice. <laughs> but the bickies are what you make. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, they're never fun. ever. But home. we had got into a habit. Taylor had tried these muesli bars at a friend's house. Really liked them. I looked at them. They were full of nuts loaded with sugar but still filled with nuts and I kind of figured she burns up so much damn energy maybe they're not so bad anyway I said to her um, we went to the supermarket that night and they're watching my trolley just green it's just full of green <laughs> and then they came with the muesli bars and I went yeah no they won't be so the rule was I'll still make home baked goodies but no more bought anything mm-hmm. the second rule was no more juice um, yep. No bought juice. Agreed so that. that was actually a really good one. And Jacob, <laughs> last week, I took, he goes to me, oh, mum, why is there no juice? And I went, yeah, Jacob, I'm not buying juice anymore, mate. And he goes, oh, oh. And then it went all quiet. And then I look over on the bench. He's sitting up on the bench, like, um, if you can imagine an upright fetal position. So he's sitting there. And upright he's, fetal position? Yeah. <laughs> and he's, he's up on the bench like this. And all he's got his water over. and he's going, hmm. This tastes good. Mmm, like this. And he's taking the mickey and he goes, Mum, I actually really want something sweet. And I realise my kids have got just as big a sugar addiction as me. So it's good. Because we, we give to them. Yeah. Um, just on that whole sugar addiction is that, like, my um, brother and his wife have a baby and they were putting little bits of maple syrup on his food. I said, why? Oh, why? There's no, there's no reason to do that. He doesn't need that. Don't start him on this treadmill of sweetness. No. And then all of a sudden they went, of course. Why yeah. are we doing that? So yeah. they took it away. Yeah. And this kid, I tell you, is absolutely amazing because they are so particular with what he eats. Mm. And especially when I put my little two cents worth in, mm. I just say, well, why do that? And just, I don't say don't do that. I go, but why do that? There's no point. He doesn't have that sweet tooth. Don't give it to him. Yeah. So, sorry, go yeah. on, Kim. I just so, think it's important. We yeah. need to bring our kids up without this sweet tooth. We think because we like it, they need it. Yeah. But they don't. Occasionally, I'll, and Jacob loves in particular, and Taylor actually both love squeezed, freshly squeezed orange juice and I've said to them that's our treat every now and again we'll squeeze some fresh oranges at home and we'll put some mint in it and that'll be our juice I mean there's still a lot of sugar in that but Mm. at least to me and to all of us they're now getting an understanding that that's a real food Um, the other rule for me is as you know Cindy and I know you're very proud of me and Kaz I know that this irks you as much as me but the fact that I'm now cooking my son meat, which is massive for me because I can't stand the smell of it. I actually gag when I smell meat cooking. Um, and Danny's away so much that I, I used to wait till he got home. But Danny's only home three months of the year. And I've got a 14-year-old boy who is growing and hungry and and he loves meat. So, like you said, you know, who are we as, as mm. parents to stop our children or make our children be vegetarian or vegan? Mm. So I've... I've trying to change my I am very proud of you I just saw everybody else being so proud of you on on Facebook I had to just put you down a little bit (laughs) (laughs) she wanted to be mother of the year I think I deserve mother of the year award and Cindy goes try and keep going at the moment you're mother of the week (laughs) (laughs) and it was it actually wasn't a a put down at all I was actually doing that for um, Jacob I wasn't doing it for anyone else you know he loved it Um, but so for me, for meat, the way that I can only do meat is if it's from an organic, mm. grass-fed, beautifully prepared, if that's the right word, cow, sheep, pig, whatever. But there's a beautiful butcher here on the Sunshine mm. Coast, and he's getting to know me. And I stand in the shop with my <laughs> hand over my nose. Is that the one down no, yeah. it's in Forest Glen. Oh, well, there's he's... another one in um, Wotella. Oh, good. Mm. Yeah, oh, good. all yeah. grass-fed. Oh, yeah. good. There's a couple, oh, there's a couple around, and then they're, of course, our farmers. Well, of course, but yeah. me buying yes. a quarter of a cow is scary. Well, you don't have to. You really? don't have to buy the quarter of a cow. No, from the farmer's Kidam market. Kidam and me. Oh, okay. Oh, yes, Kidam and me. Okay, great. So to me, it's about buying That's where I get mats. I get mats from the farmer's market from your friends. Yeah, and I also get it from my cats. So they get their, my probably most expensive cats out. Um, um, there's another rule in our house. With every meal, there has to be something green from breakfast through lunch through well dinner. Well done, yeah. So even if it is a couple of snow peas at breakfast. Um, or a little bit of rocket. A little bit of rocket. Yeah. Jacob loves his rocket. Taylor doesn't like rocket. She finds it too bitter, but she'll have the oh, snow peas. What about pesto? Do they like pesto? No, mine no. aren't really mm. saucy types, but they will. I feel yeah. like their taste buds are changing as it's mm. going. Um 
good fats. So I keep explaining to them about fat. Fat's not a bad thing for me because they keep getting all their girlfriends and friends at school saying, oh, but that's fattening. That's got fat in it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, seriously. So, and I swear to you, 90% of Taylor's friends, and one of her girlfriends, I've put the challenge out, she's scared to come and stay at our house. She will not come and stay, especially now that she knows that we've cut out sugar. She's just like, I can't. And so I saw her at dancing the other day and I said, putting it out there to you, gorgeous. I promise you can come and stay a weekend with me and you will not go hungry and you will enjoy the food. But she is so frightened of what I will or won't cook. Um, (laughs) No brought sauces, so no more barbecue sauce, tomato sauce, Mm -hmm. because I can make it in my Mm -hmm. thermis. So at least I can govern what goes into it. We don't buy ice cream. The kids, I mean, occasionally if we're out at the at a picnic or we've been to the beach and they want to go and have a magnum, I'm not going to stop them. But that happens once in a blue moon. So for me, it's kind of like, well, if you want, and then they, they don't feel great afterwards. So Yeah, that's um, the thing is when they're eating clean yeah. and then they go and do that, their energy drops. You yes. actually realise it. When you eat a diet, that what you're talking about, your energy just stays high. You mm, never yeah. have a low. You never not so true. be able to um, go up some stairs. You know, no. like you're just always, on this you're always light you're very do. light yeah mm-hmm. yeah. you could run you feel like you could run forever and yeah, you just yeah, yeah. you could jump up the stairs and mm. no no it's true good job Kim. Um, neither of them are really big nuts or seeds kids oh. and I used to put I used to make them a banana smoothie I still make them smoothies but I would put bananas in there as well as dates and I've realised I've dropped the dates oh, the bananas out. Are sweet, I know, yeah. yeah. But for me, and because when you get used to sugar, you actually feel like you need more sugar or more sweet. Mm. It's not sweet enough. Go ahead. And Danny would make it, and he'd put a bit of maple sh- maple syrup into the smoothie. Well, that's now out. They, uh, they don't know this, but they've actually. <laughs> Wow, sounds like some... Yeah. Um, So now now it's not adding extra into things and things like that. So their smoothies, the fruit is the sweetener. Um, They have to, before they walk out the door, have their green shot. That's just part of the rule of being part of our family. And anyone that stays is offered one. So so they have that. And Taylor still does it with her hand over her nose and, and she gags and she does the whole thing. But now we've added camu camu to it. I actually really love the the kind of bitter, mm. citrusy kind of flavour it brings to the green. Mm. So I'm really enjoying that. Mm, probiotics goes into their smoothies. A teaspoon into every smoothie I make for them is the probiotics. Mm. Um, they don't realise probiotics goes into quite a lot more things. Even I made a raw dessert the other day for them. Um, and I put probiotics. What a great idea. The, in, the, great. in the cashew cream. So that went in that day that you can't even taste no. it, but to know that it's in there, it, well, actually, it tastes it quite, it's almost a, um, it's quite, I find it quite sweet. Yeah, it's mm. beautiful. Mm. Um, the other thing for me, the garden, I put, I've mm. put in there definitely for them. I ask them to go and pick me the, mm. the lettuces, things, and things like that. Um, the other thing that's quite interesting for me is about talking positively about food. Mm. So actually embracing food as a nourishing fuel yeah. for the body, absolutely, not just a, it's not just a quick, you know, like just slap it down, throw it down your guts. And I'm having, because I'm so busy in the morning, one thing we've really noticed lately, the more passionate you get about food, you will spend more time in the kitchen. And that's a fact. And if you're prepared to eat more healthy, you're going to have to actually account for that time. So for me in the kitchen, I mean, I think I'll take a photo. I'll take a photo. My kitchen in the morning, so when I buy on a Sunday, we go to the markets and we get all our fruit and veggies, we come home and there's stuff everywhere. The key for me is preparation. So I'll spend a good hour or two cutting the celery all up into, you know, um, finger length pieces, um, getting my snow peas all ready, getting the broccoli all cut into flowerettes, um, wrapping it in a wet tea towel and keeping it in the fridge so that the minute someone's hungry, it's there and you're ready to take it. You're not having to prepare, and especially on school mornings when I'm throwing together their lunches and making these big green salads and things like that it's all there ready to go and I can actually get it quite easy and it makes it stress free so I think the key for going healthy and thinking about our lifestyle and good fats good protein good diet is actually preparation last week I went and heard an amazing man speak um, Paul DeGaia, have you heard of him? No. He, um, he, you would have, he was on 60 Minutes, he's been on all sorts of things. He was the Navy diver that got eaten by a shark. Oh, yeah, yeah. In 2009. Lost his, oh, yeah. Lost his leg in his arm. The most inspiring, unbelievable speaker I've heard in a long wow. time. Totally lit me up. Now, his story is phenomenal from a drug taking loser, his words, um, as a teenager rebellious, you know, worked in strip clubs, kind of like 
you know, just he just did everything that was quite, I, I guess, um, normal for someone who's lost, you know, who doesn't know who they are or what they're doing and rebelled against everything. And lucky he said he didn't end up in prison. But life kind of took him down a path where he ended up joining the army. And the army gave him an incredible thing called discipline. And what I took from that is, and we can take this into our lives around food, is discipline is paramount. It mm. is absolutely paramount. When we are totally exposed to so many, um, you know, lures and and hype and, and lies and things like that. So, him, And one of his strategies were that he learned from the army was you've got to improvise, adapt, and overcome. Mm. Improvise, adapt, overcome. Good words. I loved it. I loved it. And he used it in his story when he lost his arm and his leg that he didn't want to stop working out. The physical body to him was his his key because he was such a fit spunk um, of a man. And here he was in the gym in the hospital, not not in the yeah, in the gym's hospital with. He couldn't hold a weight, obviously, to do press-ups, but he had the... the, the, the Prosthesis? A thing, or no, a, 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 thing, a table adapted oh. so that he could use his shoulder, but he could still do his press-ups, oh, and that was his improvisation, which allowed him to adapt, and then he overcome the fact that he could still do press-ups. Flippin' amazing guy. You want to read his book called... Um, no time for fear. Oh, I'm now, that. does he wear a, a black prosthesis yes, hand? Black, yes. I saw him in Manly on with his, no leg and, yeah. a, and a good looking yes, guy. Unbelievable. Oh my gosh, I saw him. He passed me and I went, Hot. Hot is yeah. right. And, I went, <laughs> and then I went, What happened to you? That, that's what my thought was. Well, what happened to you to lose your arm and your leg? Yeah, right. a shark, a big white shark. Shark, and that's what it was, wasn't it? So oh my I'm just sitting here <laughs> and I'm thinking to her, his message is very applicable in this situation. But his book, No Time for Fear, is well worth it. Even if you Google him or YouTube him, you'll see a lot of his, um, his, stuff, his yeah. interviews and things like that. He's just gorgeous. I Facebook messaged him and I said, as a speaker, it's so... Um, rewarding and beautiful to hear a speaker. I hung on his every word for the hour. Where did he speak? He was at the RSL. Um, and why wasn't I told? Yeah. You weren't here. Oh. Well, I was not told. I don't know. I got invited to go and I'm so wrapped up. So not your friend. No. Um, <laughs> blame Russell and Matt. They invited me. Oh, was it so, Russell? Anyway, so, so he, he, his whole not thing. Happy Jan. Not happy Not But he, what I'm saying to you is if you're listening to this, you have to learn to improvise what you're doing. So it might be that if you have juice in the family, as an example, maybe you buy the juice and you empty it, half of it into another bottle and you fill it up with water to start with and slowly decrease it if that's something, if you want to take your time. Or go cold, tur- go cold turkey like I've done in our family. You adapt over a while. And Jacob in his fetal, upright fetal position, having water going, I need something sweet. Do you know what he ended up doing, by the way? I didn't tell you. Went to the freezer and got out a whole thing of blueberries and raspberries and waited for them to thaw and that's what he ate and I went honey you just made the best choice out um and then overcoming it he is hot yeah show me show me photo I'm just looking at him now that was him yeah I can't I cannot believe I passed him sorry love no sorry go on sorry we're looking at photo of him when when there is somebody spunky yeah and and when he has the message to go Mm. with it it's just you would have loved him I know I would have loved him um Anyway, I said to Married? Oh, that was my question. <laughs> and? <laughs> yes. Well, I think he's got a girlfriend. But, um, but he just said at the end of it, you know, there is no time for fear. And to him, the physical body is the most important vehicle you will ever own in your life. And that, of course, includes the brain. So I'm just bringing this really back good. Okay. to the fact that mindset and feeding the body with the right fuel and treating it with respect. So for him, you know, can you imagine a one-arm, one-leg surfer? That guy is out there surfing at Manly mm. and Bondi, and he does it, and he's just, and he's bloody funny too. Mm. He showed the graphic pictures, and why I'm telling you all of this is because, you know, changing our mindset around food and what we do can sometimes be graphic. It can feel really hideous. It can feel like the worst thing out or that it's not working. And I'm now five weeks into my no sugar thing, and I can honestly say I'm starting to see the light. But it's taken five weeks, you know. So I'm not saying this is an overnight um, phenomenon. Nothing is. Nothing is overnight, you know. I I just think it's... People have to realise it's a step-by-step thing. But if you're in crisis, then you you need to really get going on the stuff that you need to do. And also, too, you know, if you find inspiration, follow it. 
Well, because we don't point. wait till you're in crisis. Well, that was my point. Because yes. we this is what we do. We wait yeah. till we're in crisis. Like I wait until I was sick to start. You know. And and that was my last point. Having a tablespoon of probiotics. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kimmy. Sorry, Kimmy. No, but that was my last point. What was your last point? Be inspired. Mm. Find inspiration. Find motivation through others. You know, follow people who are, if above you or ahead of you, whatever it is on the road. Just follow us. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Because, well, let's just say there's a flavour for everybody. Yeah. Mm. There is. You're right. But strawberry or vanilla and um, pecan. (laughs) The nut. Yeah. (laughs) The nut in the whole group. But don't you agree? Yeah. You know, like you talking about Mr. Pederman. No, what's his name? Oh, Pearl Murder. Pearl Murder. Pearl Murder, my new one. boyfriend. Pearl <laughs> well, Paul's mine at the moment. Paul's yours. Who's yours at the moment? Who's yours at the moment? Well, look, I don't know his name, but I'm reading a book called The Untethered Soul. Oh. 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 Oh, I like it. And I, I do like love, the name of it. And I do love Deepak. Just finished um, Deepak. Super Brain. Oh. That's apparently brilliant. Shut the front door. Anyway, that there is another podcast. Okay. (laughs) So on that note, we've brought ourselves to an end, and we hope that you guys have enjoyed our chat today. So give us all of your feedback. Go to our Facebook page, as usual, all the W's, .facebook.com forward slash up for a chat, or you can um, comment on our podcasts at all the W's, dot um, <laughs> wellness couch the wellness com <laughs> forward slash up for a chat so there's two places that you can go and give five us star your rating five star rating and give us a five star rating on itunes, on iTunes. <laughs> on definitely iTunes. definitely we want to go, keep going oh, on itunes yeah. yeah because we're number three in australia number 24 in the states and we really want to be number one in australia and number one and we in want the to be dr norman swan and we have to be Dr. Norman Swan. <laughs> Spread the word. Spread the word. So join us here on Up for a Chat next week and become part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.